to Norganon Popdoff's Warcraft Lore Podcast. I'm your host, James Graham, and as always, I'm joined by Mazuriel and Warren. Today, we got another spicy episode of Anthropology. Um, how are you guys feeling about today's episode? I feel great about it. I really like what we're going to be talking about today. There's a surprising amount of lore. If you didn't actually like know their, their backstory, their history, you wouldn't have realized there's so much lore. Yeah, I'm just happy to be back again. I feel like I keep missing an episode or two, like just constantly. So, um, hello, I'm not dead again yet. So, hello. And um, more importantly, the internet's not dead yet again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't get me started. I should have corrected myself in saying we're not it's not always the three of us. Uh, uh, we have had some internet issues hindering us from getting all together, but. That being said, for the uninitiated here at Norganon, every week we talk about, or every other week we talk about a different topic, a different faction, a different race, like today's episode, event, uh, legendary items, all that fun stuff from the Warcraft universe. Uh, we give you a rundown of it, I give you a, like, you know, a nice little five minute blurb, and then we jump into some big brain discussions, anal- uh, analysis, and you know, just hot takes about uh, whatever we're talking about. Um, before we jump into the bulk of the show... Maze, tell them where to find us, dude. Tell them where to keep up with us. Yeah, so you can always find us at the website, poppedoff.com, and there's always, always Twitter at popped underscore off. Please find us on Twitter. I'm I'm, I'm bored, and I'm tired of just seeing me talk there. <laughs> and, of course, if you're listening to us, you're going to find us on any of your favorite podcast stations. Yeah, so that means Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and hit us with that five-star review on whatever you stumble upon us on, and get your friends to do it, too. That always We always like that. Um, but as we've alluded to previously, we have an anthropology episode, and it is going to be the Ogres, one of the most contested potential playable races out there that people have been like on the fence about forever. Uh, yeah, we're going to jump right into breaking down their lore. So thankfully, because of the Chronicle series, we actually got a ton of new lore regarding the Ogres uh, on top of Warlords of Draenor. Um, Ogres are descendants of Grond, who is a massive rock giant that was created by Agrimar to fight the Evergrowth, which was kind of like these two warring factions on the planet of Draenor. Um, Basically, Grond fell and made a bunch of uh, different byproducts being the Grond, the 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 Ogron, the Ogres, and the Orcs. Um, originally the ogres feared the Gron basically because and became more or less their laborers, their task force, their slaves, all that good stuff. Uh, the Arakoa, who have existed in the spires of Iraq since God knows how long, um, basically saw that the ogres might have an affinity for, for arcane magic. Um, they've eventually trained them in this. One particular ogre became an absolute monster with said arcane magic, uh, Gog the Gron Slayer. Um, Gog basically freed his entire people, started teaching them the arcane, and then founded the first capital. Founded the ogre capital of Goria, and then this kind of branched out into both Highmall and Bladespire Hold. These being the major three facts or major three cities for the the ogres. Um, There was kind of a a nasty byproduct of the ogres rising to power and taking out anybody who became a threat. both being the Ogron and the Arakoa, who basically regretted what they had done and tried to deal with them, and failed horribly. Um, this caused the og- the orcs to basically adopt their clan system and learn shamanism, which oh, the initially the ogres kind of were like, meh, we don't really care about it. 
but this resulted in an all-out war between the ogres and the orcs. Um, basically, it was arcane versus shamanism. Unfortunately, arcane didn't win out. Um, shamans, uh, the orc shamans, with the, like how close the uh, the city or the planet of Draenor was tied to the elements, basically were able to devastate the ogres. On top of that, the ogres basically tried to retake Shatrath, which had since been occupied by the Draenei. That also went horrible, um, but thankfully the, the, the Drenner are actually pretty chill about like letting people go and stuff like that, and caused the Ogres to retreat with like minimal casualties. There wasn't much on the Ogres after this point, except until we get introduced to the, the Shadow Council. Um, Cho'Gal was recruited by Gul'dan, Cho'Gal being a two-headed Ogre, which was both seen as a sign of good fortune and um, a good omen. He was more or less crafted as his apprentice, and uh, would eventually become the leader of the Twilight's Hammer Clan, which was basically a bunch of apocalypse-obsessed pale orcs that resided in, in uh, mountain caves. Um, he, he, he really took to them because of their affinity to shadow magic, which wasn't something that was super common on Draenor. There was also some minor interactions between the orcs and ogres in Frostfire Ridge. Basically, ogres were using orcs as slaves, and that created the the byproduct of the Machnathal, which were the which are the ogre orc hybrids. Also, a super nasty race. We'll get into them at some point because they're really really cool. Um, the ogres initially didn't join the horde. Um, they weren't one of the first groups to go through the dark portal the first time. They did sneak through. I don't really we we don't really know how they kind of got through on their own, but they did, and then started kind of. Habitat, uh, habitat, some habitat, uh, one of the two, uh, some more secluded areas of Azeroth, basically keeping themselves not wanting to anything to do with the orcs. And then eventually, during the Second War, they become the enforcers of the Horde, basically uh, quelling any issues between between clans. Um, at this point, the orc clans were super bloodthirsty, had nobody to fight, and the ogres were kind of like this deterrent between between the two to stop them from fighting, like Blacktooth Grin and like the Bone Chewers. Uh, War Song, all these guys just wanted to kill each other, and the ogres were the more or less physical mediators. Um, on top of that, because Gul'dan discovered how good at magic Cho'Gal was, because he was a two-headed ogre, they started doing these forced experiments and rituals that would cause ogres to become two-headed. It was actually pretty successful, and uh, the the horde actually gained a lot of uh, ogre mages because of this. Um, eventually, as we know with how the second war goes, it doesn't exactly go the best for the orcs. The ogres kind of decided, you know what, we're not, we're not sticking with the horde anymore. We're going to go off, do our own thing. And then we kind of had the clan system start really showing up within the ogres. They really had nothing to do with them. And they, they went back to their secluded tendencies. The only time the ogres really re-entered the picture is through Shogal, who starts recruiting for the Twilight's Hammer. Of course, we do know the ogres do play a massive part in the AU with the Worlds of Draenor. Um, but you just really get to see like a different timeline with the Ogres and what would happen. Vice what the current timeline was. So we won't get too, too into that. But that's really about it. It's Cho'Gal's are like a, one of our biggest players. And he really kind of keeps the org Ogres in the limelight. We also do see that some Ogres like the Stonewall Clan have allied themselves with the modern day Horde. But other than that guys, that's basically it. So... For the discussion of the Ogres, we're going to get into the major players, which of course are Gog and Cho'Gal, their current position and the influence in the lore, which are more or less supplementary enforcers, mages, and at one point, shipwrights, believe it or not. We're going to review the noteworthy events, which is overthrowing the Gron, joining the Horde, and then, again, leaving the Horde. 
Uh, we're going to talk about the overall aesthetic. Basically, this is a personal opinion thing. The religious influences, we know there's very few, but we will talk about, you know, the, the occasional ogre shaman. And then their social structure, which is pretty much orcs. Let's get right into it, though, guys. What are your thoughts on Cho'Gall, our two-headed, absolute, apocalypse-obsessed monster? I just love the dude. <laughs> <laughs> so we got one four. I mean, what's what's not to love about Cho'Gall? He, I know for a lot of people, if they didn't play Warcraft uh, 3 or, yeah, Warcraft 3 a whole lot, if they didn't really dig into some of its storylines, you your, your first interaction Cho'Gall might have been pretty cataclysm. much yeah and then i yeah and then again as a surprise boss in pod and that was so good so good to uh to see him as a mythic plus only or like a mythic only uh raid boss so it, it was he's just he kind of one of those things like if you're if you're dealing with ogres you kind of expect to see him there and he never really disappoints especially since he's he is two-headed so you always get to hear both heads kind of bicker so yeah, I mean, what's what's not to love about the guy? Yeah, I mean, like that's just it. He's like he is a like he's a more enjoyable character because you do get this like this paired dialogue between the two, which is always enjoyable to listen to. Um, and he's fairly like you said, he's fairly elusive. Like I mean, he's like he's a player, but you don't see him that often. You know, he's around. Yeah, and he keeps th- he keeps things interesting. Um, I was like from like I've said this I don't know how many times. I always like the the clan kind of system and stuff like that, and the Twilight's Hammer were always one that was kind of, like, it was kind of cool because they had, like, an ogre leader. They were obsessed with the apocalypse. They wanted shadow magic. Um, and Cho'Gall was, like, he was their, you know, he was their pinnacle. He was their figurehead, right? So he really had this, this doom-bringer aesthetic that was always super, super dope, in my opinion, at least. Apparently, we share this opinion, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to get any hatred there. I always, I always get, like, Iago and Jafar vibes. <laughs> Oh, when I when I hear them, because you like you get the two heads just talking to each other. That's that's really the vibe I got with them, and I, I loved it. You on board with that word? You- <laughs> yeah. Like so, I had zero idea who Chogal was. I remember. So as I was leveling, everyone told me to like rush till the end game and whatever. So obviously, I was trying to do as many dungeons as fucking possible. And um, I can't remember the name, but there's one that you do when I think you're like level twenty to like. 30 or 40 maybe and then Cho'Gall like starts attacking you as you're like I can't remember the exact place but it's like this weird location obviously I used the dungeon finder so I have zero idea where the hell this dungeon is in the uh, like world and then like you're attacking this chieftain or something and then Cho'Gall is just in the background like flinging magic at you and then you can decide to like kill him first or not Obviously, people didn't know you could kill him, so, like, we didn't. But then I was like, oh, cool, a two-headed orc. And then, eventually, I started, like, raw gold farming. So I went Mm. back to Warlords of Draenor, and then I saw him, and I was like, wait a second. And then it clicked to me, and I was like, oh, shit, he was important. (laughs) I was like, okay, I really need to go, like, figure out what the story was of that dungeon, because, holy shit, what's he doing here? And, um, yeah, ever since then, I just really, really liked him. He was, like, funny in the dungeon, and, like, he was really, really, like, strong and kind of scary in the raid, so I was like, okay, cool. He's not just, like, you know, a comedic thing, but, um, yeah, he looks badass, and I just like him. Yeah, like, another thing I've I've always enjoyed about him, too, is that, like, 
he does I, I don't want to say he has this comedic release but there's always that banter like between like the heads and the player like there's this weird like three-way interaction that uh that really adds to his character i think but like on, on the point of his aesthetic though yeah like he's he's pretty dope looking like as far as ogres go i think he's one of the coolest like, I mean, there's only so much you can do with ogres, to be fair. Like, I feel like with Cho'Gol, they kind of pushed it as far as they could. I, I, I will say, as far as, like, and we'll get mm-hmm. more into that with, like, character design and everything. They could definitely give yeah, us a that, female yeah. ogre. Well, we'll, we'll get, we'll get well way, into that. I was that. going to ask, like, I, because I haven't really, like, been able to think of a single one. So, is there, like, any there quests or any. something there where isn't. we... There isn't. Like, no. at all. No, uh... No, they're, 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 so they, like, they basically allude to them in, like, and through, like, items and, like, stories and stuff like that, but you never, there's no model, you don't see them in game. Oh, um, but they do exist. I don't even know at this point. I don't know if they're just going see, back to See, because I wasn't sure, way, I was like, thinking, like, okay, do they have some weird, like, asexual reproduction then? Like, how does it work? Where, where are the chicks? <laughs> but okay, yeah. Yeah, that, well, yeah. And, and that's the, that's the weird thing, because they could have gone that route. A hundred percent and just been like, no, they asexually reproduce. Don't like, you know, you don't have to like put too much thought into it. They could have made it like super weird and shouldn't like kept up with their origins from like the, the rock elemental essentially. From Gron, yeah. And like, you have to build more ogres like with mud and shit. It would be great. I like, I like that. Yeah. They definitely could have pulled because that, that would have brought them Mm -hmm. a lot closer to like the Mogu, which... You could argue like Mogu are like a very a vastly smarter Azerothian version of the ogre, um, and I, I think that would have been really cool. And I'm sure we'll get more into this a little later. Just like mix Mogu and like Lord of the Ring. Or, or see, Earth I was I. thinking about that too, but then I was like, damn it! But they made this so long ago, they're not going to be able to change. They like kind of already wrote themselves into a corner with this. So, like, for the limitations they set themselves, I, I mean, think, like, Cho'Gal would be the coolest type of ogre we're going to see. So, just to just to kind of close on the point of female ogres, they have recently written themselves into a corner with the, oh my god, the children's, the children's book, Traveler. Uh, the main character goes to Dire Mall. Uh, Aramar Thorn goes to goes to Dire Mall and says there's female ogres as common as male ogres. Oh, uh, so, so they are there and they are like common. They've they've rec- yeah they've uh, yeah they've full blown acknowledged it. It just they just haven't ex- they haven't existed in game. It's like the only place they haven't existed. <laughs> oh, so the forums weird. must be fun right now. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, they're they're like I mean they, it gets like it's like an ongoing gag at this point. Like it's just like a meme. I so I don't I don't Does know. Does this prove that they're never going to be an allied race though? Yeah, well, we're ne- I don't I don't know if we'll ever get there. That's the thing, right? Like, because if they're not going to put in the effort to make female ones, it's definitely not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Um, I do want to touch on Gog a little bit. Um, I know I kind of breezed over him in the in the history. Um, uh, but Gog was a like a, like I mean I think he really set the tone for ogres which are like the smart ones are conniving they they you know they only care about power for themselves you know they'll destroy anybody who gets in their way right like i mean as far as ogres go i think gog was the probably one of the most accomplished he founded the entire civilization of goria right like i mean which was a which 
which is the ogre like capital, right? So I think he's he's a super interesting character that I don't know was specifically re- like introduced in Chronicles, but even if he is, I don't care, man. Like like this guy seems this this was a good character for this race. Oh yeah, and for a race it's already about as heavy metal as you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. He made it even more so when he like the way he proved that they were a god was by killing a Gron, because remember the yep. ogres thought they were all gods, so he killed one, broke it in half, opened their bones, and yeah, ate he, the Yeah, he was an animal. He was like, you know, like, like, it was ridiculous, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it went from that to, <laughs> yeah. I guess we're an empire now. And there you go. You have the entire Gorian Empire, which for like people who played Wad might remember, that was all the way up to where the Frost Wolves start, and it stretched all the way down. All of Draenor. And of course, we see more and more that, like, they we still see a lot of like that influence into Azeroth as early, or as recently as Exile's Reach, which carries over the same architecture as uh, as we see with everywhere else with ogres, where they're, they're not caves, it's, it's like a full on like built city on uh, I on really, Exile's really Reach. need to see that new zone. You do, you do, absolutely. Oh. I mean, it is it is more the same yeah. architecture from Wad, but it's just used in another manner. Like there's massive, there's this massive ogre statue that you see when you're kind of like leaving the island, and it's always like in the background. Yeah, it's it, it's really it's really cool, and they I think they use these characters or the, like this race's architecture too, like it's false. Thought it was really cool, but I don't I do like I mean, I like that they've had like recent redemption, and I'm, this is kind of moving into like the their current position within the war uh, within the warcraft war is they're not just like this common enemy that like you know you just like oh well what kind of you know what kind of uh, npcs are we going to chuck in this place we'll just chuck ogres there you know what i mean because you have various ogre clans now a part of the horde right like you have the stone malls um who i think are the most prominent and you know there's a couple others that i can't remember right off the top of my head who have moved into this position of being like supplementary forces? Uh, oh, the the Dune Mall, and I guess the Machnathal. Machnathal, I guess, kind of count, but uh, yeah, I just I like how they're they're not just generic bad guys anymore. They have they have more use than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like that. I also like that throughout Wad and of course like Chronicles, we learn that, and I, I think I and it might need need recorrecting from our Council of Six episode. I had noted. Like, the arcane isn't just for those who study it. Uh, some people are born with, like, a natural affinity for it. I'm still not quite sure where, like, Cobalt, Quillbore, etc. are learning it. But it was nice. I, I think I used Ogres as an, a, as an example for some who were just born with it. But it looks more like, if you dig into their history, it's... Uh, they were taught it, and then it's consistently yeah, taught yeah. down Yeah, yeah. So you had that initial introduction, and then it just mm-hmm. stayed. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, we see that not just with the arcane, but, of course, there's Ogre... Mm-hmm. Warlocks, yep. I believe. I'm sure there are. Not besides just Shogal. I it's been a while since I did Cataclysm, and uh, and of course, as, as far as like fighters and warriors, they're they're about just as good as orcs. Whereas orcs can be a little more nimble. Ogres definitely have the winning. The they just win. Yeah, when it comes and to like raw strength. A, a cool thing so about them too yeah. is that they were pretty damn formidable up until the point of both orcs and ogre or orcs and humans moving to the to the realm of mounted cavalry that's when they really started to be able to combat them because otherwise they were just they were just screwed right but orcs have always had a you know an affinity towards wolves and using them as you know cavalry and stuff like that and i mean pretty much the same with humans but 
that was the, that's the the one counter really that a lot of people have found of course other than from taking them down to a far right other than that hand to hand like you said they're pretty they're pretty unmatched right yeah i just like the fact that you know yeah. they're not just stupid bumbling ogres but that they're actually trying to do something a bit different and like introduce that yes these were like intelligent people with like their own empire previously and now at least they come back after you know coming to this alien world and somehow finding themselves on Kalendor, but that's another thing I actually <laughs> want to ask you guys about, you know, becoming a part of the Horde again, which... Again, yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> but they're here now, and, like, they actually have some use. So I really hope that Blizzard take this and they start just... Like, we've talked about this a lot on the um, podcast before, about how we kind of want them to just take, like, smaller parts of the lore and really just like start expanding it because they are starting to run a bit dry with like the characters that they keep reusing over and over. And like it seems to be the same races on the forefront all the times when it comes to the main stuff. I want ogres to have a part in that too. So I want like a major player ogre who isn't Cho'Gal to now come in that started as like a supplementary enforcement for the Horde and now like starts to become a backbone for them and we just see a bit more like representation for the ogres in like the the council that they now essentially made like i think that would be really cool i hope that's where they're heading with it because god they need it <laughs> yeah they like i mean it is like i mean it, i don't want to say it's a missed opportunity with the council because the council is like solely is made up of you know yeah the major races players. right yeah so, yeah, like, yeah. I hope that eventually they just, like, take what they've already done. Like, at least now, Blizzard have shown that, yes, okay, they can adapt, and they don't have to have the same, like, governing style permanently all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that they are open to change. Now, hopefully the council will allow other, like, races and people to actually come in as well and kind of just give their two cents to. Yeah, I think that would be, I think that would be definitely interesting to see, especially with, like, again, like, where there is so many splinter factions of ogres, it would be, you'd basically have, like, a Stonewall and maybe a Dune Mall representative because those are only the two clans that are a part of the new horde. But they have, um, like, you know, they, the, you can you can build on that, right? Like, you, like it's not unbelie like unreasonable to think that you couldn't have these ogre clans be like well they're the strongest we're gonna go with the strongest you guys should come with the strongest you know what i mean yeah especially with how they actually like work you know they're very much yeah. like okay we follow the strong people first it, it's cool so it, mm-hmm. it would work in that sense i think yeah ab- absolutely um i do want to uh, kind of circle back to something you said um, initially, which was kind of questioning how the hell they got the Kalimdor. Little known fact about the Ogres, um, this was a really big focal point in Warcraft 2, is that they're actually really good at building boats. These guys are great shipwrights, which I don't think they ever revisit. I don't think they ever go back to it. Like, basically, it's a huge focus in Warcraft 2, and then we get to like the Iron Horde ships of today, and that's what we're using. There's no ogre inspiration, which I mean, I guess it makes sense because they're not really a part of the horde um, through and through. There's just like these small splinter factions. But uh, yeah, it's it's weird to me that you just totally lost that influence, despite the fact that any shipwright from, I guess, previous generations probably would have learned from an ogre. You know what I mean? Like, so 
it's weird to me that they've just really excluded this entire little piece of history from the current game. But I mean, like, it's are we really that shocked? I mean, you kind of see that. So, like, remember, there's some all the way out in Exile's Reach because they originally came in through the Dark Portal. Mm-hmm. And now they spread that far out. And then, of course, like Ashran yep. used to be an ogre empire, which is an island on its own. And I, I would assume a lot of that storytelling would have been in what is considered like the lost tales of Draenor and what we never got to play as as Blizzard kind of just gave up on Draenor and turned all attention to Legion. That would be my guess. It, it is kind of a shame that we can't see ogres as like a a horde variant to the Vrykul. It would have been nice to see them pop up a bit more. Um, not They don't have to be super established, but like, like it, it would have been nice. It would have been nice to have seen them in like Legion or something like, like up and around the coastlines, similar to how we see right. the Naga or the just, Vrykul Just pop being up. there in like sparsely, but being there nonetheless, right? I think it's interesting that you brought up like the Vrykul as well, because earlier, James, like when you said... Um, that they were kind of like the Mogu. Like, both of those, yeah, they're like the races before the current races were a thing. So Mm. technically, like, the connection should be, like, right in front of Blizzard's eyes. I just don't know why I feel like they're kind of not thinking about them in the same way that they do, like the Raikou or the Mogu. I think they kind of just think of ogres as a different race entirely from orcs which is weird because they're not, <laughs> but they like really come across like they are. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I, how do you think that they could fix this weird, like schism? Is that the right way to say it, by the way, schism or is it says, I mean, like, yeah, like it, it, it's, I don't know. They have a tendency of doing this, right. Where they just like, they have these, these, ha- they have these situations that are just like, <sighs> I think, like you said before, like they ripped themselves into a corner that they they didn't realize what they were doing until it was too late. You know what I mean? Like, and there's no there's no chance of recovery at this point. Yeah, but do you so, think ogres and orcs were always supposed to be related, or do you think? They oh were, yeah, like from no, the start? I think I maybe like I think it's one of those things that's like it's believable. You know what I mean? Like they, they, there's a close enough anatomy that you can be like. Yeah, yeah I can sure. See why these, not? Right? Yeah, okay, cool. Y- like, you know I what I mean? Really like, it's just one of those sitting there thinking, like, okay, did they come up with this after they already thought of all the races? Yeah, like, was it a... did did the ogres and stuff pop up on Azeroth, and they were like, ha, huh, and they have like these ogres too because they're <laughs> big and scary, but they were like, oh, they're a different race though, so it's not the same. Whereas, like with the Vrykul and everything, they were like, okay, well, we're gonna start, we're gonna make these races. With From the, the ground that up, eventually yeah. people are going to find out that that's where, like, humans come from. And that's where, like, you know, Pindar and whatever come from. Yeah. Like, I don't think they had that same connection with Ogres. I, 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 I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think this is definitely, like, an afterthought that they were able to save themselves with. Um, because, like, the Pantheon lore is very much, it was very much unestablished within, unless... Until you get in like the next or the like the last maybe like five years of uh maybe not maybe not five years because I think Legion was like five years ago or some shit like that. Well, yeah, within the was. last ten, see, I'm not yeah, as within the last. You guys think I am. <laughs> uh, the last ten years of uh, I guess Blizzard writing is really when they started fleshing out the Pantheon and all that stuff in the like you know the Celestial 
uh, powers and all that shit. So, yeah, I think this was something they were like, hmm, we can make this work. We can make this work and we'll go back and rewrite it. Um, well, I mean, for something that happened like that kind of way, then they did a really good job with cleaning everything up. Oh, they uh, absolutely. I think, and I think they probably would have been called out if something seemed like a jar or like, you know, janky or anything like that. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm happy that this turned out in such a good way. And again, like, I'm, I'm sure you uh, would agree with me that, you know, it's believable, right? Like, I mean, this is a believable uh, evolution of, I guess, these races, right? So, yeah, like, I think it was pretty interesting how they came from, like, one main monster, I guess. Is that, one like, thing, kind of yeah. Towards <laughs> ogres or something. But yeah, it come from, like, one monster and it just starts this entire race of, like, things and it just, they keep becoming smaller and, like, every race, oh, every next generation is, like, kind of different from the previous one. Like, I really like that idea. It's very interesting. But um, like we said, like I think they could have gone a bit more mystically and like really thrown a spanner in the works and come up with some really cool monster designs. Like I mean, considering they kind of had to retcon the ogres yeah. and orcs being related, that makes it much more like understandable. And uh, yeah, like uh, fully like with what they had <laughs> to work with, I'm really really happy with what we got, especially since yeah. like. Normally, when you think ogres, you think like big bad warriors, strong, kitty with a mallet. You don't really yep. think arcane mage or like leader of a death cult. I really like that they like brought those elements in and made it like a yeah, really big part of the race. Absolutely, they're massive outliers that like they've just made like such a core component of this of this race and of like a possibility that you can you can go down. You know what I mean? Um, and they and they not only did they explore it, but they basically made that like the the, the forefront yeah, of the this race. Is that, of the race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? They're not like I mean the 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 lumbering giant that like you know can just smash you with a mallet is almost like an afterthought. And the the general first thought when it comes to mind when I think of ogres now is like a two headed ogre mage. Like I mean that's basically where it goes. And the the concept of a two headed ogre being like smart enough to grasp you know the arcane and like you know shadow magic and stuff like that and being proficient in it i think is sick i think like that is such a cool way to deliver that and explain it and all that stuff because initially two-headed ogres were like an anomaly and they we just had this natural affinity that's basically how they wrote them the first time around but now that they actually went back and were like no they were actually taught one-headed ogres could be you know just just as good mages two just happened to be better it's it's You're gonna smart hate writing me for I, this, but oh, uh, I just I can't hate I can't help myself. Two heads are better than one after all. There it is. Uh, there it is. You got to be like that, dude. Why you got to do that? I'm to so, me? Yeah, no. I'm sorry. I need to call we my were, parents we and were just tell them a... that like ugh, I'm sorry. I just need to let them know I'm a failure and like <laughs> <laughs> We were having a intellectual conversation it was about just, a it was right there race. i couldn't not do <laughs> and it and here it's you are well <laughs> oh my god not to not to suddenly like because i know you were you were just ending where you were saying like it was really good writing i'm going to kind of trash that a little that? bit because it's turned around and in in, in bfa we are introduced to the the kathir which is kind of like a a human mm -hmm. faceless one and i always felt it was like a huge missed opportunity how long have the ogres been a part of the uh the cult of the dam not the cult Hammer? of the dam that's the undead 
the uh thank you and like they were playing like you had the old gods playing this huge role in bfa like half the bloody mm-hmm. expansion is old god no definitely like three quarters oh, yeah, of the expansion be- is old god we don't have a single like ogre faceless one hybrid like we we get some big faceless ones but as we saw in bfa that's that's not necessarily relevant to like who is overtaken by one of these uh, who is that's uh, true who is yeah. warped, you know and I, I always thought like that would have been a really cool thing would have been to see some more ogre presence even if it wasn't choke all just like some some smatterings of his followers still around. So just reassimilating really into this new this new cult kind of thing. Yeah. So, so can I tell you guys? Like I was literally, it was on my BFA wish list of, under like things that would have to happen to like bring me back and like buy Shadowlands immediately and just everything. So when we found out that the last raid tier would be essentially like Nihilotha, I was like, okay, fuck, they're gonna do it. They're gonna bring back the Twilight Hammer and like. Shogal's <laughs> gonna be there, and they're gonna turn him into, like, this really, really messed up monster, and it's just gonna be so cool. And then I was like, oh, cool, Rathian's coming back. I was like, oh, god, they're gonna fuse the two, it's gonna be so cool. And uh, that didn't happen, obviously, but I really wanted to fight, like, a dragon-infused, like, just old god Chogol. I think that would have been so sick, so cool, and I was like, I'm setting myself up for failure so hard. You have too high expectations, I do. my friend. <laughs> but, like, it would have been so cool. Come on. Like, who doesn't want to? Yeah. To be fair, right? So, right before I thought that, I was watching Godzilla. So. Oh, okay. There it is. You, invo- you I might have been yourself, lightly yeah? inspired. But sense. the point being, I really wanted to see it, so. But, yeah, like, even if it wasn't Cholgal, if they had raised up somebody else, it would have been really cool for, like, an ogre to have gotten yeah, the Yeah, it could have been, like, a little mm. follower of Cholgal that wanted to be like him, and then, you know, he just kind of took the power for himself <laughs> to try and yeah, prove I think... himself. That would have been cool. Yeah, it also, it, it would have given us our first two-headed version of a faceless one, which would have been really Absolutely. cool. They'd have yeah. to make a unique model. It's not going to happen. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you could find a skeleton that is. you can make work, but yeah, you're de- you're definitely right there. Uh, um, so just to kind of, so we'll get. It, I think we should kind of share our overall th- thoughts about the the race itself at the end. I know we've been pretty much, you know, we've been pretty pretty on the on the uh, the goodwill side towards this race, um, but I do want to talk about the the social structure of the ogres. How they went from this like borderline like aristocracy to n- not to going into a clan system. Like, I mean, do we, is this where we think that writing kind of just like caught up with Blizzard and they're like, well, they had this massive falling out and then they just went with whatever works. Where they used to be a very like, like this was like this was like prim and proper like pinkies up kind of society, right? Like ogres they were civilized. Were you can say it, James. I mean, they were British. <laughs> they were they were high they were high society British. Like, um, but yeah, and then just they, then they just switched to the clan system, kind of really out of nowhere, with no real desire to revive that. Yeah, kind of just to repeat what I said. Like, do we think this is Blizzard writing just kind of catching up and going with what works for them, or do we think this is like a natural progression that you could see? Uh, I think it's twofold. One, probably going like okay. Their, their clans are clans are clans all through classic and cataclysm and everything. And when Wad came out, they needed to rewrite that. But then also, I think it does pair it off with like the rise of the orcs and right. the power of the orcs coming out. 
So as orcs and their clan system rose up and they kind of went to war against all of the children of uh, of Gron, Gron, whichever one, especially ogres, they always had ancestral like disputes yep. with the ogres over land. So I, I think that's kind of what it was, more like a de-evolution of ogre society as the orcs rose up and started to dominate Draenor. And then, of course, at a, who even knows at what time the Draenei mm-hmm. entered the picture on the Draenor, which would have further pushed the ogres away. If the ogres were ever at all in combat with the Draenei, the Draenei would have fought them back as well, causing even more of like a, a shattering of their of their social structure. So, because when we enter the picture... There's only like a handful of places that could be considered a society within ogre. Yeah, society. Uh, yeah, yeah. Society. I, I wrote myself into that one, but uh, but yeah, I think that's that's kind of the problem is when we get there, they're already fractured and splintered, and of course that's on yep. Wad where the Iron Horde is, let alone Draenor, which is shattered, broken. What we see ogres mostly in the mountains. And that, that's no place yeah, for anything like, that it's grow basically, like The ogre population, more or less, in like Outlands is Nagrand and Bladespire, or Blade, Blade's Edge. And that's pretty much it. They're, 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 they're routed to those two spots. And, I mean, like they're worried about being eaten by dragons in, Bl- in Blade's Edge. And, you know, in, in Nagrand, they're constantly dealing with the Maghar and all the, and the ethereals. Like, there's a bunch of shit that's really preventing this, like, this regrowth of, uh, of ogre society. So yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I think that's fair. I think the de-evolution of ogre society is probably a, like a good way of looking at it to kind of, to kind of close in on like the, our last point before we get to our overall opinions. I don't think they really have a massive religious influence or not even religious, but like other than the arcane and shadow magic, that's really it. We do get some ogre shaman, but it seems pretty minor. It doesn't seem to ever really be a big player within them, their society, their race, whatever. And I don't, I can't think of like a real single ogre priest off the top of my head. Um, I think that, that part of this society is, pre- or that part of that race is pretty like non-existent. Um, we get some rogues, we get an ogre rogue, which is kind of funny, but that's like, that's about it. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I would argue with the priest part. So, I know in game a lot of people see priests, and I, there's always a discussion. Is like, how is yeah. undead wielding unholy? And war wise, I always shrugged it off as they're not. And but we we've definitively seen not just fell magic, but shadow magic. So uh, I, I would say definitely priest. If you remember, like they're, they're tapping into the void. Okay, I'll give you that. Shadows. I'll give you that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to find like a noteworthy ogre priest that I like that might have like flew under the radar when I was first doing my research, but. It's pretty much, it's pretty much mages or, yeah. And that's more or less, more or less it. <laughs> nobody, no, nobody else too crazy. Yeah, we kind of, we kind of limit ourselves to those three realms of magic, I guess. So let's get into, let's get into our overall opinion of the, of the ogres. Um, I, I know I, for one, I would always play one if they became an option. I think it's a really fun and cool aesthetic that I've always, I think it's one of those things that I've always wished for this. So I would do it out of obligation, but I think as far as a race goes and stuff like that, it, like is for like writing and background and all that shit. I think they're, I think they're pretty, pretty damn solid for the most part. Yeah, I think so too. Like overall, I think they're one I mean, of the more unique mm-hmm. ogres when it comes to like fantasy settings. Usually it just boils down to ooh, big, ugly creature trying to kill me. 
but at least they were trying something different and yeah, I think they did pretty well, you know, with what they had to work with. <laughs> Again, there were places where they maybe could have been a bit more out there with the stuff, but in general, I really, really like what we got. And yeah, if they gave me ogres, I would make a horde character right now. <laughs> Just to play one, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How about, how, about, how about you, Maze? What do you what do you think, dude? Yeah, I think I think we've established. I like ogres. I like their backstory. I, I like that they are almost a uh, a pseudo version of the horde, like mm. the alliances of Rykul. As far as playable, I know there's always been memes about like, well, they don't have female characters, like models. And even with Traveler, they, they could easily retcon that as a, maybe they're just hairier ogres that someone thought were females and they could still make them as a, yeah. But I mean, like, so we just got our first, like with Shadowlands, we, this is the first time that WoW has like tackled anything in regards to sexuality. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to dig too deep into it, but like we, we have same sex marriages now and like, and couplings as well as uh pelagos and like how how impactful that was I, I don't think an entire race that's just one gender sex whichever is that far out of the not like we could easily say that it, it's not a uh that, that they, they could go like what we were saying earlier just bring them yeah. out of rock and stone and kind of go keep with that they, they are descendants of stone giants in draenor that would be an awesome way of explaining why they suddenly appeared uh, other people have argued, like, well, they're too big. Like, well, the cool Tyrans are pretty big. Tarin are pretty big. I don't think anybody would complain if Blizzard went in there and just kind of, like, control A and scale down to match yeah. the size of a Tarin. I was also about to say, like, cool we tier. could all just play tiny ogres. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. I mean, you could write that into that, like, like one of the like one of the clans is just, you know, they're physically smaller, so they're like, well, let's team up with the Horde because... Yeah. We can't compete, right? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, to be fair, if if they did make a part of the new expansion and they were like, yeah, a new allied race, I would buy it <laughs> in a heartbeat, okay? <laughs> that is the amount of marketing they could do with it. Oh, it's great. Y'all know how fond I am of, like, gnomes and how dark they actually yeah, could be they, in the they war. They could be or in, in the lore. gnomes. So I, I could easily see, well... I, I not, not quite that. I, what I could see, though, is a quest line where you go into, like, some ogre caves, you see gnomish inventions around, and you find out that gnomes have been forcibly resizing and shrinking down ogres in order to make oh, them God, into less cool. of a threat. I want that. I could easily see that. I would love to see something like that. Yeah. So they don't have to be, like, dwarf or gnome size. See, this is giving me... Smaller. That's giving me the same vibe I had when I had, like, the whole Cho'gal Rathi and Abomination feeling. It's just like, damn it, I need to check myself. Like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but if somehow, some way, a WoW dev listens to this little show... I was about to say as well, hey, you guys can steal this idea, it's fine, please just make it happen. <laughs> like, yeah. we don't care, we're we won't see you, just please it. take it. As I say, like, nobody worth listening to would be angry if ogres were like the one race that just didn't have a clear line between male and female. Just make them the one gender, just give them a ton of different customization options in the way of scars, skin colors, etc. I don't think anybody would really care that much. And if anybody questioned it, just be like, yeah, man, they're made from rocks. They just look like big bubbly yeah, rocks. Yeah, exactly. They're round, they're round <laughs> squishy it. rocks, right? Like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, guys, with that, um, I don't really have too much else to add about the, about the ogres. 
Um, any any closing points? Any closing statements? Make make small ogres, Blizzard, please. <laughs> make the gnomes shrink you, them. Hashtag make ogres playable. You want playable ogres. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I, I I'll take that. I'm okay with that. So with that, guys, that wraps up this episode of North Ganon. Warren, please tell the people where to find us, where to listen to us, and what to do when they find us on Z. Well, platform. first of all, congratulate yourself. You're part of the premium club. Eh? <laughs> but please make sure to tell all your friends about the podcast. Uh, please leave us a five-star review if you can on any podcasting platform that you guys listen to us on. And yeah, check us out at poppedoff.com and twitter.com at popped underscore off. And, uh, yeah, you'll get all your updates and stuff here. We'll keep you guys up to date, especially on our Twitter. We're pretty active there now. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys again. Yeah. Like Warren said, see you guys all in two weeks' time for the next episode of Norgan. We'll talk to you later.